Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another Unveiling Grace podcast. So glad you've joined us once again. we got a fresh episode today. My name is Joel Groat. And I'm Lynn Wilder, and I'm excited to hear the details of this story today. Today, we're going to talk to Brandy Burho, and Brandy and I connected maybe a year ago. And so my guess is a lot has happened in her life before that. And since that, and she's going to tell us a little bit about it. Brandy was once LDS. Yes. And before that, she was being raised a Jehovah's Witness. So I'm so excited today to hear part two of Brandy's story. We had to end the last episode rather abruptly because of time. So we're going to back up about a minute or so into last week's episode and then let it go from there. So Brandy, keep telling us your story. Uh, or no, in May, I met my husband, who he was in a different ward, and he had just like started going back to church after about ten years. Oh wow! Okay. And um, so we started talking and everything, and. We ended up, so that was May, and in November, we were married in the temple, November 2015. Okay. And for about, I guess, almost five years, everything looked good. (laughs) We went to church every Sunday. We had callings. Our kids were in church every Sunday. Our, like, we we did you everything had the temple recommend. we were supposed yep. to be doing. Yeah, we had temple recommends. We went to the temple regularly. We like our kids were at all the activities. We um we had a baby together that I have a uh she's four now. And but it 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 looked right, but yeah. it didn't feel right. Okay. Okay, let's explore that. Shall we what 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 do you think might have been off? Well, I I couldn't figure out why if we're reading the Book of Mormon and going to the temple and doing all these things we're supposed to be doing, why I felt the way I did. Why partly related to my childhood and partly related to just the way I am. I have PTSD, depression, and anxiety. And it didn't, it wasn't getting better. It was like, I kept feeling worse and worse. Um, Interesting. Like I was just struggling and I couldn't think like, I couldn't read the book of Mormon enough to make it go away. I couldn't go to the temple enough to make it go away or even feel a little bit better. 
And yet I'm guessing your expectation was now that you had an eternal family, everything was going to be fine, right? Yeah, or at least better. Yeah. So um, did this come to a head at some point or you? Yeah. Well, even uh, before that, though, I, before I got pregnant with my youngest, I got pregnant and I had a miscarriage. And, okay. wow. and I couldn't figure out what I did wrong that <gasps> that would cause that like why was I like what was the the punishment for this like what was yeah. this the punishment for like what right like every like my mental health and the miscarriage and everything like I felt like God was punishing me but I had no idea what for and I just wished he would just tell me what I was doing wrong so you could fix it and make it right. Yeah. So, That's... you know, I had six miscarriages and went through the same thing in Mormonism, right? Because the Book of Mormon says, if you live the commandments, you'll be blessed both temporally and spiritually. So you're not going to have dead babies and you're not going to have bad health and you're not going to have, uh, you know, not be able to have a job and all of those kind of things. And yet when those things happen, then it's your fault somehow. Yeah. Yeah. What a burden. Yeah. So are you able to talk to anybody? You know, are, are you talking to your husband about this? Um, or is this just something you just feel like you got to keep inside because you're not allowed to show weakness? You're not allowed to show doubt? Um. I mean, at the time, I wasn't so much, I wasn't doubting the church. I was doubting myself. Right. And yeah. I would talk to, like, my, I'd talk to my husband, and he's, he's really great at listening, and, like, he's always been amazing. And I'd talk to church leaders and stuff, and I'd get a lot of, like, read the Book of Mormon more or listen to this talk or right. go to the temple. Yeah. yeah. Try harder, work harder, do more. Yeah. And, and to be fair, like there were people who would say, no, that's not, it's not your fault or whatever. But I, I couldn't stop feeling like I was doing something to cause all of these things. Mm. So what and was the, what was the turning point then? How do you, how do you get out of that mess? Because that's a really tangled, messy place to live. So I didn't even know I needed out of the mess. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I was doomed to just feel like this forever. I, wow. uh, last summer where in the middle of COVID, um, in Nova Scotia, everything was shut down. Um, hadn't been to church in months. And, and then I'm struggling with how to be a parent. Like my older kids a year ago were 12 and 14. And teenagers can be hard. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I just remember a lot of praying and asking, like, what what do you want me to do? Like, 
what do you want me to teach them? What do you want me to like, what kind of mom do they, do you want me to be to them? Wow. And the answer I got was to teach them about Jesus, to teach them everything about Jesus, teach them to love Jesus, teach them everything about him. And I remember thinking, well, wait, what about the Book of Mormon? What about temples? What about the family proclamation? And it was like, no, teach them about Jesus. Wow. Okay. So I should read the New Testament. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I didn't like get right to reading the New Testament, but a few weeks or so later, I was talking to a friend of mine who is Christian, who I met through homeschooling, because um, my my ten year old is homeschooled. So I was I was talking, I was messaging with her and stuff about COVID and feeling isolated because of not being able to go to church and stuff. And she didn't even know that I was Mormon. I thought she knew, but I found out later that she didn't even know. Okay. So she's telling me like just read the Bible. And I'm like, all right, I should do that. Cause that was the answer the other time too. <laughs> <laughs> so I start reading the new Testament and while I'm reading the new Testament, I'm talking to my friend and I read the entire new Testament in two weeks. Wow. And then okay. I started it over again. Cause, and that was the first time I'd ever read oh. through the new Testament. So what struck you? I mean, were there things that stood out like that first time through that you went, oh, this is different or this is new or this applies? Yeah, um, like like about prophets, about um, not needing prophets anymore or about it's not what you eat or drink that that makes you unclean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then different things. And as I'm reading, I'm asking my friend questions too. And I remember reading one about um, there not being a marriage in heaven. And that, that part was hard for me. But uh, yeah. So as I'm so right in the middle of that, my friend um, went away for a wedding and she gave me um, she got me in contact with one of her friends and so her and I are texting and then she sent me like this other woman sent me the a video of uh, Micah sharing his testimony and how like his whole experience on his mission wow okay so at this point the other friend knew that you were LDS then so you watched Micah's testimony what, what did that do to you well, I guess even before that, as I'm reading, I'm praying because, like, I don't know what to do with this information. I wasn't looking to leave the church. I was, I wasn't looking to change anything. Right. I don't know. I kind of went down a rabbit hole of like watching every video I could find of him and every video I could find of you, Lynn, do like, and stuff. And that's how I, uh, I found out about your book and I ended up messaging you asking like, where can I buy this book? (laughs) Yeah. So you are seeking God. 
you're doing a lot of praying. He's sending you to Jesus, which sends you to the New Testament. And then he accidentally, right, brings into your life former Mormons who were in love with Jesus. Doesn't that sound a little like God's plan for you? <laughs> oh, like there's, there's more to this plan. Oh, I'm so sure the first there is. time I went to church, the first time I went to a Christian church. Okay. And I messaged a different friend of mine through homeschooling and asked about her church. And I ended up going to it. And it was because of COVID, it was in their backyard because her husband is the lay pastor at this church. And there's like uh, the regular pastor. So when do you come to faith in Jesus? And when does, when do the pieces kind of come together? It was. It was in that same time. It was so at one point, like I, I took my husband um, after work. I was like, okay, we're going to go for a drive. Um, and I was like super nervous, had no idea how he was going to react. I was like, so I've been reading the Bible and I have some concerns about the church. And he goes, oh, me too. <laughs> like, wow. What? Wow. And so, okay, let's talk. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, honestly, it was so much of a relief and a surprise that I didn't even ask him then what his concerns were. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think to ask him until later. <laughs> but then did you share yours with him? Yeah, I talked a bit about stuff in the Bible, and there was also stuff with uh, church history stuff that, yeah, sure. it was never stuff I didn't know, but it was stuff that while I was all in in the church, I could just ignore it. Yeah. I could be like, well, I'm just not going to look into that because if the church is true, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah that, that's a pretty common response to the some of the troubling issues or the things that are a bit unsettling it's like well I know it's true so just not going to worry my head about that but now that you're beginning to question the church all of a sudden those issues take on new weight new significance yeah and so then I I ended up talking to uh my bishop at some point in there and I was like, okay, so I have some concerns. And he's like, okay, well, keep praying, keep reading. We'll talk again. At some point, sent him a, an email saying, Kyle and I are getting baptized. And he was, he talked to us <laughs> and he was basically like, what? Where did this come from? You never said anything. So but, in between some there, you guys had come to, personal faith in Jesus and made a yeah, definitive we, decision. Uh, so we, Kyle asked one time when we were at uh, church, he was asking the pastor some questions and he invited us over and like over to his house to talk to him one evening. And so while we're there, he's talking about basically what the Bible teaches about Jesus and everything. Mm -hmm. and then he just kind of he was like go home and sit 
think about it and let me know if you want to hand your life over to Jesus or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And honestly, I knew right then that I did want to. And on the drive home, I asked Kyle what he thought. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. Kyle's very, like, it's a matter, matter of fact. fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in. <laughs> well, that's cool. So you both come to a Woo. place of faith together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had many people tell me that Kyle was only doing it because he would follow me anywhere. Well, Which might be nice true, <laughs> but it was his own decision. Like he's, yeah. The first time we went to church, Kyle was like, he was leaning forward and he was asking questions and like, like joining in on the the discussion and everything in uh, in the Mormon church in Sunday school. In five years, Kyle never once had a comment. He. Like he never said anything ever. Yeah. So <laughs> how's your life different now than before you gave your life to Jesus? Cause this is all new for you pretty much. How's it different? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's almost a year, not quite a year. Okay. I guess my life doesn't look different, but there's, there's like a huge weight off of me sure that I don't have to do all these things in order to be good enough for Mm. God to help me with my mental health or to help me with any of the things I need help with mostly because I'll never be good enough but that's okay because he (laughs) is (laughs) right (laughs) Jesus has got it. it covered so then, so I want to go back. I want to go back to earlier childhood and just the guilt, the shame, the sense of not measuring up. Do you feel like that ever got dealt with before meeting Jesus? Somewhat. I, I mean, I had been seeing a professional psychologist for two or three years and mm-hmm. I had been in all kinds of counseling and all kinds of stuff. And it, I guess it helped some, but not like I have made more progress and not so much me, but my mental health has come farther in the last year than in the entire, in my entire lifetime before that. Wow. And do you attribute that to just that knowing that shame and guilt is off you now that that's, that's all on Jesus, that there is total forgiveness there is total cleansing, total acceptance. Yeah, absolutely. It's also trusting him. I didn't trust him, but not because I didn't want to, but because I didn't know to. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The God of Mormonism to me was this, hateful guy waiting for me to mess up and so I didn't have like a normal father daughter experience right um it was it was a fearful thing yeah well and it well and I always felt like he can he can help me if I do 
all of these things first. Like I have to reach a certain <laughs> line first, but yes. I didn't know where that line was, but right. I have to reach it first before I, he can help me. So if he's not helping me, then I just assume I haven't done enough yet. Right. So it's that constant treadmill of, okay, I've got to do more. Do I measure up yet? Well, I don't feel like I measure up. So I guess I better do more. Do I measure up yet? Well, I don't feel like I measure up yet. So I guess I'd better do more. Oh, so and that's what, just exhausting. So if you're talking to a Mormon that has that feeling, like, how's it better now and why? Um, I guess it's, see, it's hard even to explain because I didn't even understand that's how I was feeling until I wasn't feeling that way anymore. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let me get you started, maybe. So... I all of a sudden knew a God of love instead of a God of condemnation. And to me, that was a huge difference, right? That somebody would love me un unconditionally, regardless of which boxes I ticked or didn't tick. Yeah. And so I remember uh, hearing you in different, either on the phone and different podcast episodes saying things like, the God of the Bible is so much bigger than the God of Mormonism. And even once I was already Christian, I didn't understand that. I was like, well, I'm sure. Yeah. But I, di I didn't really understand it until actually just a few weeks ago. I remember I was walking near my house. I was walking my dog and it just, it, it hit me that, like God is like he created everything, not just this planet and not organized, but created. And he's not my brother. He's God. Like <laughs> yeah. I, Biggie it, son God, right? <laughs> yeah. And it like it just and this is almost a year later and it's finally hitting me that no, he really is so much bigger mm. and can do so much more yeah. than the God of Mormonism. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite yeah, scriptures says that God is able to do immeasurably more than anything we could either either ask, or, ask think. or imagine yeah that's so whenever i sign books that's what i sign probably your book says ephesians <laughs> 320 in it that's ephesians 320 absolutely well this has been a blessing my dear oh my goodness yeah. thank you so much for sharing your story and so maybe just one final question so now your relationship your husband's name is kyle did you say so um, has there been significant change there just in how the two of you relate in your relationship now that you both know Jesus? Maybe. I mean, I guess before I would want him to be doing and doing and doing because I felt like I had to be doing and doing and doing. And so if he wasn't reading his Book of Mormon as much as I thought he should be or whatever, well, then... That was going to come back like on it you. Was, <laughs> well, no, not even like it was like 
like I love him and I want what's best for him and I didn't want him not doing and doing and doing and ending up hurting himself or end up not being in the celestial kingdom with me or sure so now that like pressure's that. that pressure's not only off you that pressure's off him yeah well that's that's cool well Penny, we are so happy for the both of you we are is there anything else that you've been dying to say that we haven't covered <sighs> i don't even know i don't know just read the bible like i thought i never thought that reading the bible would lead to me leaving the mormon church <laughs> and i never thought that it would be reading the bible <laughs> and the, yeah. and yet it doesn't support mormonism and so you just if you want jesus you just don't have a choice but to leave right and then things are much yeah. better yeah yeah praise god Praise God for what he's done in your life. It's kind yeah. of fun to talk to somebody who's so new at this and still just discovering all of this. Yeah. So, yeah. so thanks so much, Brandy, for sharing your story, for being so candid. Yeah. Just really appreciate that. And I know there's people out there who are going to relate to the stuff that you said, stuff that was going on that you didn't even realize was there until it wasn't. And that's our, you know, that's our prayer, that people find um, Jesus and that they experience a grace that heals and it might heal hurt and needs they don't even realize they have until they come to him. So mm. thanks for being a catalyst for that. Grace and peace. Until next time, Joel and Brandy. So long. Thanks so much for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. You can find show notes and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. We have an exciting announcement. Michael Wilder's new book, Passport to Heaven, is out. And for a donation of $20 or more to the podcast, we'll send it to you. It's the true story of a zealous Mormon missionary who discovers the Jesus he never knew. Just go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the Micah's Book button to get yours. We appreciate your support of the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.